are thrilled you are here with us. 100 Creatives represents a collective of individuals across creative and educational sectors that seek to learn from one another and share insights, ideas, and start conversation. We gather together at our virtual roundtable to explore the intersection of creativity and how it relates to our individual selves and also to community impact. I am your host, Angela Popplewell, and I am the CEO of 100 Cameras, a nonprofit organization that equips youth worldwide with tools to process and tell their stories through photography. Each podcast episode hosts a group of voices from members of our 100 Cameras Board of Creatives to program educators to youth participants from programs all across the world, even to special guest appearances from our brand partners and friends who share in the commitment that creativity and self-expression should be available to all. Al Thomas is an educator with a passion for creativity. With over 20 years in education, he is a sought-after leader and works with Adobe for Education and Google for Education, among others. Dan Rubin is a designer, photographer, and creative director and works with clients such as The Guardian, Travel and Leisure, American Express, Nissan, and more. Ronnie Craft Robinson is a storyteller with over 18 years of experience in the digital media space through production, photography, and video. Her work has included producing and directing digital content in support of Travel Channel, TLC, HGTV, DIY Network, as well as a variety of films and shows. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so excited to talk with all three of you. There's been themes that have arisen in different episodes with each of you around the idea of mentorship and if I could just say, if I could rewind, actually, can I be your mentee now? Uh, I was going to say, if I could rewind and you be my mentor over the last decade, but I would take it now. I would take a mentee position. I'll submit my application after this episode. So would I. Always learning. That's the trick, right? I love that. The motto. I have a feeling that's going to be a theme through this episode because you're all such committed learners. But okay, mentorship. I believe you've all been in mentor roles. I'm imagining at some point in your life, you were on the other side of it as a mentee. And I would love to just start with hearing about your experiences. I'm going to start with Ronnie. I have been a mentee and I have been a mentor. I've also, I think that the title of intern also qualifies greatly in this sense, because in that respect, I was mentored by many that allowed me to have the career that I have now. I had so many opportunities that were given to me as an intern, but then also mentored about the importance of trying new things and not pigeonholing yourself into one category. Um, In my instance, it was photo editing. I consistently was mentored to not just think about photo editing, but also think about what else I could do with my passion for photography. So how do I take that and then become a supervising, what were they called? Like art directors, but it was like supervising photo shoots for like still photography shoots, which I knew literally nothing. I was like, what do you mean? I'm still processing that your career journey started with photo editing. Is that a correct takeaway? That's a correct takeaway. I had no idea. So a mentor actually challenged you to be like, you you could do you could extend this you could do more i am the example of how you can legit do more and so when somebody says hey 
would you like to come and I don't know, work on this shoot with me today, even though you've never done it before? The answer is yes. And when somebody says, I think the next journey into this realm of digital media is video. It's have you ever edited video? No. Would you like to learn how to edit video? Um, yes. And then that took me into being four to eight p.m. quote unquote graveyard shift. That's like that's like graveyard light. <laughs> and then I could just go on and on. But yeah, I think the biggest thing that I have had taught to me is the importance of trying new experiences, never saying no, because you just never know. Obviously, if there's something that is against your morals or your values or makes you feel highly uncomfortable, that's one thing. But if it's something else completely where you're potentially learning a new skill, you have the opportunity to expand your horizons, the answer should always be yes. That's good. I want to open up a tab on that. If we're thinking in the terms of internet browsers, I don't know why I went there, but let's open up a tab on leaning in to say yes and being open because I think there's a lot there. And I I'm going to imagine there's going to be some similar experiences. Al, what's your experience mentor slash mentee? No, I've, I think I can echo a lot that was just said. I, for me, I've had some great mentors and I've also had some horrible ones. And, but I've learned from all of them. I think the greatest thing that I, I think I learned and I took into being a mentor was it's not about the person who is the mentor. It's really about someone who is when you come into the relationship as a mentor, you are pouring into someone, you're giving space for them to grow, to expand. You're giving them the confidence to be able to move forward in whatever they are wanting to pursue or even things that they may not see. So I think that every mentor that I had that was, I would consider a great mentor, did that with not always telling me they were mentoring me. They were always creating that space for me to grow and to improve. And it wasn't about them getting something out of it. Because I think in the work that I've been a part of, both on the creative side and on the education side, there are always people who see how your skill set could benefit what the work, the work that they're doing so that they can advance. But having the people that really, truly invested, that were just not willing to let the person fall short of what they see as far as potential. Right? And I think those things I, I think of in sports, having coaches who I remember a coach calling me and setting me down and just like, you are lazy and having and being very blunt. And I respect him so much for, because it was one of those things of just like being called out because it wasn't that he didn't care. It was that he cared so much and saw so much potential. And he saw that I was coming just short of those things that I could do. And I remember putting that into play into everything that I do now of not just going to where the marker is, but trying to go above and beyond and always trying to get more value than what I take away. So I think a lot of lessons have come from people who there may be something that they gain from you being successful, but really they are there to be able to really pour into you and to be able to challenge you and, and to push you to realize those things that you may not see in yourself. I So tab number two, what makes a good and bad mentor? I have to ask, when you were told you're incredibly lazy, what was the first guttural reaction? Was it just, wow, I should hear this, receive this, I respect this person so much, and then channel it into your life? Or was there a human moment at all? And then how did you make that leap? So the first, because I was an idiotic high school kid, was that I was like, I can take this guy right now. Like <laughs> I'm literally two to three feet taller than him. I'm sure that I can take him. But 
I always think about those that moment and then think about the moment at the end of the year, because this is a man who, if he gave you a compliment, you knew it was a compliment. Like you knew that it was something that you could take. So in the moment I was extremely frustrated, but it was something that I took to heart and really started to digest, to really look at the things and look at the areas that he was calling out specifically. And it was one of those things where I wanted to prove him wrong. And I think that's another part of good mentors is that they, they just, they see, they have a tendency to see those things and pushing the buttons to be able to move or get people to move into the place where it'll be beneficial for them. Fast forward, and I'll just say the end of the year, um, when he stood in front of the entire school, when awards were being given out and I had actually gotten full scholarship and it was one of those things where he gave me the compliment of that I was actually one of the best players that he had ever coached. And he had coached for, at that time, I think it was maybe 25 plus years. And it meant a lot to be able to know that there was an obstacle. I was able to overcome it. And then it built that confidence in me as I moved forward into other areas. So I think that's the power of mentorship. Yeah, it doesn't always, it's not always formal, but when it happens and when you look back and you're able to reflect, you can clearly see it. And I think that it's one of those things where I'm just constantly aware that I'm learning lessons. There's lessons that I am taking away from all of those relationships and those people, in effect, are mentoring me. They're giving me the opportunity to be able to learn and be able to improve and to be able to grow. I've seen people make poor decisions and choices and being able to work through that or dealing with a situation where many people would say, there is no way someone can come back from this. So I think, yeah, I think it's so vital to be able to have those mentor relationships. I think it's important to seek them out and try to find mentors and be um, aggressive sometimes with getting people to be a part of your life or to pour into your life. But then I also think it's on the other side, it's very important for us to look for people that we can be doing the same for, that we're giving that wisdom, we're passing it on, we're creating space for them. Yeah. And I really want to move into this in a moment of just how to do that, how you've seen that done, how you've tangibly done that. It's fascinating to hear Ronnie and Al, you both shared both informal and formal versions of mentorship. And I think that's an important thing to note that it can be formalized, whether it's termed as an internship or something very formalized, like I will be your mentor or I would like to be your mentee. And you've also described informal, where it was just someone in your life who cared and invested and and shared life with you in that way. All right, Dan Rubin, tell us, mentor and mentee. I love hearing these stories because it just makes, it makes me think so much about all the people who have played that role for me in my life. I mean, it, and it goes back to my parents first, really, I wouldn't, most people wouldn't necessarily think of their parents or family members as mentors, but it's the role, as Al said, it's not always formal. It's the people who have a certain type of impact on your life. The people who challenge you, not compliment you, not just push you in a certain direction, but also ask you questions. The, a lot of the doors that we have available to open in fr in our lives. Sometimes that's in the form of asking a question. Sometimes that's in the form of giving very blunt, you know, hard ice and criticism. So like Ronnie said, it, it can be just the act of being asked a question makes you think about something in a different way or an opportunity. You only have the chance to say yes to something if someone gives you an opportunity. We mm -hmm. don't always think of those opportunities as being things that we would necessarily generate. So the, so the, the mentor in that sense 
asks you if you might be interested in something, they might not even be the one who will who is in a position to offer you that thing. But what they're doing is identifying something that they see in you that you might not have recognized in yourself. And that's, I think, a huge part of it. It's and that's a we can call that I think we often call that just being supported. So in that informal mentor role, if we start to think about all the people who have impacted us, who have nudged us in one direction or another, or, or who asked us a question or said something or made some suggestion, led us in a direction we wouldn't necessarily have thought to go otherwise, that's one of the most important roles of a mentor. I'm always looking for that opportunity to point something out that they might not have considered. The older I get, the more I realize that I think it's an underused skill. A lot of us have it, but we're afraid to speak mm -hmm. up. You can be an amazing mentor and you don't have to be skilled at something, but to actually be a big picture mentor to someone, you can teach people by just opening their eyes. Yeah, that's a really good one, Dan. Like you said about just caring and teaching and speaking, that's a huge part. And that's, those are some lessons that I have taken in my own experience being mentors to others is just caring about them and their future and where they're headed and just treating them like how I would want to be treated and how I was treated. It's really gratifying when you can pay it forward and extend your experiences and what somebody brought to you and you can do that to somebody else, like really caring. I don't think you can be a mentor without caring, can you? I don't think it's possible to actually fulfill that role for yeah, someone. probably not. But I would say I so agree with what you just said. I think it's such an amazing gift to give that to someone, the ability for them to feel like when they're in a moment of just good chaos where they have these opportunities that are coming to them and they know that they can reach out to someone. There are so many people that don't have anyone that they can go and try to figure this thing out where the fact that they have that trust, that is so invaluable. I know when I feel like I had that ability to reach out to people who, who had the experience, who had dealt with the situation, whether they handled it good or bad, they had experience in the situation, they were able to share that wisdom. So yeah, I mean, that's such an amazing gift that we give to the mentee when we give them the opportunity to be able to feel like they have someone that they can, they can reach out to and they can get those questions answered. So there's a foundation you all have spoken to that I, I just want to point out for our friends on the other side of the headphones and then ask a question. So you've all really spoken to how an effective mentor cares. They're curious. They lead with curiosity by just asking questions, asking, do you want to think bigger? Do you want to think differently about this thing in your life? They can speak to something. Dan Rubin, I think you said this exactly. They can speak to something that they see in a person that person may not yet see in themselves. And Ronnie, you've talked even about like people speaking to growth gaps, areas of improvement, like that a mentor can also speak into things where you could grow growth opportunities and also things you could do really well and lean into. And I just, I'm curious, leading with curiosity here to continue that thread, how has someone, dare I say, earned your trust? Meaning we well, I'll speak from my experience. I've definitely had people in my life that want to speak into growth opportunities for me or want to speak into things I do really well, but I don't have that relationship with them. They haven't yet shown me that they care or that they're a trusted source for me to want to listen to advice. And 
that can have a different impact than an effective mentor relationship. So I'm curious in your own lives and work experiences, what are definitive ways, tangible ways that mentors have shown you, or you believe you've shown a mentee that you are really vested, that anything you then say from that moment going forward can be trusted, whether it's can feel like a punch in the gut of a growth opportunity, or it can be challenging to dream bigger. What are ways you've seen that trust be created? One thing that comes to my mind is follow through. If they don't follow up, a lot of times it's the person might feel that, okay, that was like a passerby hallway conversation. But real quick, how you doing today? You good? Oh, awesome. Versus last time we talked, you were thinking about doing X, Y, and Z, or you were feeling this way. How are you feeling today? Is there anything I can do? Like it's all in the follow-up and that comes from caring. Yeah. Not feeling like a checkbox. If you can create that for them. I know from my experience, that was, I had an opportunity to have mentors that had incredible experience that were doing amazing things in fields that I uh, wanted to grow in. And I knew they were busy. Like it was no question that they were taking time that could be very easily spent in other areas and they were investing time in me and it was very clear. So those were the good mentors that didn't make it feel like I was a checkbox. They were just trying to, oh, they have to do this or they want to just feel good about themselves. So they're just doing this, but it was truly investing time and making it clear that this is an opportunity for me to be able to help someone. And that's really comes back to being someone who truly cares about the individual. This is something that it just also like beams creative culture in general, you know, just being creative with how you connect with a person, being intentional with how you connect with a person. I mean, do you feel that way that in just creativity in general, in your creative circles, the industry that you find these relationships naturally? So there are circles of creative in the creative sphere that it can be very negative. What kind of negativity would you say? Like generally? I think the competition or the competitive nature of comes out in certain places, in certain scopes of work. But I think more of my experience is that in creative spheres, that it has been very easy or it's been something that I was able to reach out to someone and be able to get advice or to talk through something or even sit down next to them to be able to learn a new skill. So those types of things, I think it's one of the things I really enjoy. What I've found is that oftentimes when you get that opportunity, they're sharing something and then you're sharing something. So everyone is winning in those moments. But I don't know if that necessarily is a mentor relationship. I'm curious if the group thinks that's more of a mentor relationship or if that's more of I don't know how a work relationship should be. Well, I think that's a lot of what people look for when they talk about community, like the support, the positive support, rather than trying to take each other down. That's the part that we don't like when we see that happening in quote unquote communities, but that's not actually how a community should behave. That's not the reality of humans. But I think that you see it on physical communities, you see it online a lot. And that I think maybe that helps draw a line between like community and that feeling of being supported, but just in general by a group, being part of something, being part of your tribe, that's different than being mentored or being a a mentor. You can 
positively influence people in your community just by being a positive influence. But that's different than that one-to-one relationship that you might have. And I think there's, there's overlap for sure. But that for me might be where a lot of people are confused about what it means to, to mentor someone. If you're going to be the mentor and you're going to build that relationship consciously with someone, that is a huge responsibility. Like Ronnie was saying, it can't just be like a casual thing. You can't put it all on the mentee to come to you. You've got to be that presence in their life where they know it's not all on them. There's someone looking out for them. There's someone who is challenging them. There's someone, it's a longer term relationship, but you can still mentor someone. You can still be that provide that role to someone in the short term as well. And I think that's one of the things that connects all of us on the board of creatives is that's how we participate in our communities. Is that even if we don't have the the time or the the at a given moment to take on a new mentee, we will still try to be that to someone if we see something in them or we we feel that someone needs to hear something or needs to be asked a certain question. It's so true. It's such a theme across the board of creatives and it's incredible to watch it play out just in a ripple effect, not even within the group, but then outside the group. So I want to ask some concrete takeaways for both from your experience as a mentor, and then we'll move into some takeaways for mentees of potential people who don't have access to mentors. But okay, first, I want to hear about some takeaways for what is not mentorship in your experience. Oh, I have a goodie. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Okay, so what mentorship is not, it is not coming from somebody coming across as condescending and almost like trying to be your grandmother when they're not your grandmother. They are not your grandmother. (laughs) I have a very specific scenario that happened with a family friend. She was a realtor and she was helping me to find my very first house after my father had passed away. So I kept thinking to myself, maybe she feels like she needs to mother grandmother me because my father is not here anymore and my mother lives in a different state. I'm not quite sure. But at that point, I was fully grown. (laughs) I I had a job. And it was just the way that they, I mean, I would tell her the things that I wanted, the things that I was looking for in my first place and what I had been through, what I didn't want to go through again in terms of all this stuff. And the way that she just advised me, it made me feel like I didn't know what I wanted. It made me feel like I didn't know what I was talking about. It made me feel lesser than. So mentoring is not about somebody lording over you and telling you what you need to know or what you need to do or something to that effect. Just being kind and considerate and listening and then advising, not telling you. It's not like giving advice isn't mentoring. Right. Telling someone else what you think or what you think they should do isn't the same as mentoring. And it can it's obvious how it can be misconstrued, but the mentee has to accept the mentor in that role first. So if someone comes along and start telling you things and start trying to steer you, but you weren't open to that and you weren't ready for that, whether it's from them or at that moment in time, then that's not going to be a mentor relationship. That's just someone telling you what to do. And I think this also translates into management. Right. So in my experience, whether that's in my music life or in my role as creative director, like 
you can tell someone that you're going to be able to work with or for me going the other direction earlier in my career being able to take direction from someone you got to be ready for it you can be a great mentor and it doesn't mean you can mentor anyone i'm really curious i'm now going to take angela's role and ask a question have you ever had an experience where you've been trying to build a mentor relationship with a mentee been asked maybe even by them but where it went wrong from the other direction where they were the wrong fit and you had to figure it out after the fact of course yeah a hundred percent and i would say just to add in and connect what both of you have said, it's not about good answers. It's about asking good questions. And I think the simple fact, the way you just modeled mm-hmm. that of being able to ask a question to be able to cause reflection, I think that's really powerful. But yes, 100%. And I think that's the power of a mentor who knows and who values the individual that they're working with. Even if there is a disconnect, they can clearly identify that and then they help to find someone who's a better fit. That's not a, that shouldn't kill the relationship. And it, it may mean that mentor is not suited for this time in a mentee's life. But in a few years, in, an, in another space, in another career, they could be the perfect fit. So I think it's important for us to, on both sides, to be able to understand that and be able to clearly communicate it. Oftentimes, the mentee is not going to be able to do that. So the mentor has to have that responsibility, in my opinion, to be able to clearly help to be able to bridge the gap and be able to help that person be able to solve the challenges that they may be having and help them. I'm still thinking about your question, Dan. It's so good. Even when I've been on the other side as a mentee or a mentor, when it just wasn't the right fit, it really is this outside timing thing that happens, I think, in both parties' lives where they're ready for that engagement relationship. Like I can think back to probably people who could have been incredible mentors in my life when I was younger, but I wasn't yet ready to hear or think about the questions they were asking me. So it's a great question. Need an activity for youth you care about this season? Bring the Where You Are workshop into your everyday for educators, families, and youth participants directly. This workshop is designed to directly meet youth participants wherever they are to help process any current feelings while experiencing a sense of self-expression, creativity, connectivity, and fun. It's a self-guided workshop that youth can complete solo or that can be brought into a group setting or a classroom. The entire workshop is free for anyone, anywhere, with no specific type of camera needed. Learn more and get started at www.100cameras.org backslash W-Y-A. That is a good point. The, the more I think about the people who I would consider mentors in my life, professionally, I've had very few, which is mostly a function of the way my career arc has gone and, and the locations I've spent most of my time in and the roles I've spent most of my time in. I just ended up always being the mentor to other people, being the one who was taking the first steps a lot and not having a lot of people around me who had taken those steps before. So there just weren't people to rely on professionally in that way. And I came across more professional mentorship probably when I, after I'd been working, running my own business, doing all these kind of things for 15 years or more, which also proves it doesn't matter how long you've been doing anything, you can always learn and you're always open to being mentored. It, it's never a bad thing. I'm, I'm still always looking for it. And what this is an, an interesting thing for people to think about. 
the older I get, the harder it is to find mentors, not because I'm not looking. It's actually the inverse. I'm looking more and more because I recognize the value. It's harder to find people who are willing to take me on in any kind of role because there's this assumption that I should, or why do I need it? I've literally heard that from people I've approached and they say, you don't need my help. I'm like, I wouldn't be asking if I didn't need your help. There's no age restriction on any of this. And thinking back to when I was younger, what that what I see is the moments of mentorship were a lot of the time when I wasn't ready to receive them. And a lot of the time, the advice, this is the genius for me of those people who gave me that those little bits of advice or asked those questions. So you're right, Al, it's mostly questions that stand out. They knew I needed to hear something and they didn't force anything on me. They weren't telling me what to do or pushing me in a direction, but they didn't hold back from saying something. They knew that the relationship was such that I would at least hear it. The advice that turned into life advice, the stuff that I started to reference 10 or 15 years later, I I didn't even know I needed it at the time. So many of those things stuck. And that's something I take forward now and try to practice with everyone that I, I meet. You don't know what question piece of advice or whatever else you will impart on someone else that will make a massive impact in their life at any stage there is always the potential that you're mentoring people and you don't even know who the mentees are that's so good imagine what a different everyday experience it could be for all of us if we think about life and our interactions in that way and our relationships dan i lo- i think this could be a future episode but it's a really important piece to note that you just brought up. I'm hopeful about this topic because I believe that there's an underbelly shift happening of we should always be evolving. We should always be learning. There's no age cap on when we can learn new things. And we're seeing this. I think, well, I don't want to misquote. I believe it was Forbes just published like 50 over 50 or something like that. Forbes, forgive me if I'm misquoting it, but starting to uplift the idea that you can start new things And it doesn't have to be 30 under 30. All of your best things in life don't have to happen before the age of 30. Great point and great challenge to all of us to think about. Okay, so moving into thinking about the mentee as our listener, I want to invite each of you to imagine your listener is the mentee. The person on the other side of this episode is your mentee. If you had one or two takeaways, what would you want them to hear? I would just encourage them to pursue mentorship and not be intimidated by it or about being intimidated about asking. You'll get no's, you'll get some that are not a good fit, but I think that constant asking or seeking puts you on the radar of people who are going to be that right person or that right fit. So I would encourage this um, just as a basic step of just making sure that this is something that you're that you've identified you want to be a lifelong learner. Like Dan mentioned, you are pursuing this opportunity for you to grow and you're willing to uncover every stone and seek those opportunities. I think that you'll find them if you're truly seeking them. Thank you. And could I dig into the weeds a little bit with you on that? And this is open to the group as well. For somebody listening, what's an effective way they could ask someone to be their mentor? Yeah, I think I would say coming to someone that you've identified who you think would be a good mentor for you with a specific area that you've identified that you want to work on, not sky's the limit or giving where they are going to drive all of the conversations, but acknowledging that you've identified something within them 
that they do really well and let that be the something that starts the conversation and just being able to talk through it like you want to grow i think is a, a great way to get that conversation started i just want to reiterate that about the importance of asking questions and not being intimidated remember that they are here to help you if hopefully they are the right mentor <laughs> they are there to help you they are there to listen they are there to guide and just understand that they have been through hopefully a lifelong several lifelong lessons that they can then provide to you for guidance given any situation that you might be going through they might not always have the answers though so perhaps be patient in understanding that they will work with you to the best of their ability, but they are not clairvoyants. They are human. Yeah, sorry. Let me add on really quickly. This is something that I've done is just reaching out to people who could be a potential mentor and just simply say, hey, what books are you reading? What What are the things, what are you diving into? And just giving them a very quick, simple way that they can share something with you and you can take and apply those things and then hopefully spark conversations. Because typically what's happened is the person says, hey, did you enjoy the book? Or you can pull something out and be able to make that connection and and potentially build a relationship from that standpoint. Yes to all of that. And I think I'd only add, you shouldn't expect a mentor to solve your problems, right? I've been approached by people who want to be told what to do. And that's not the relationship that should be built between a mentor and a mentee. And people who are looking, if you're looking for a silver bullet, just make that the sign that you need to be a little bit more introspective and reflect on what it is that you're actually trying to do. Someone else who doesn't know you, no matter how much they learn about you, they still can't solve your problems. You've got to at least have something identified. So what I like hearing from others, if they approach me, I like being able to tell that they've been thinking about this already, that they've identified the area in themselves where they would like some guidance. They don't have to know exactly. That would be my job. It shows that they've been thinking about it and they know what their skills are. They know what they're good at. They know where their weaknesses are. Or maybe they know that they, that they have weaknesses, but they're not exactly sure where they are. Or maybe they know that they have things that they're good at, but they need some confirmation or some guidance on those things because maybe they could be better. That kind of line of questioning, the curiosity is what I like to look for because you don't have to know what you're asking, but you do have to ask. There's no way that any of us can know that you want to be mentored. Ask us. And that's the same. That's what I do. I reach out to people. If I don't expect to hear back from them all the time, I set my expectations that everyone's really busy and no one has time for me. <laughs> and I, that might not be the, you know, that shows some of my own insecurities as well, but also it's practical. So I'm making the step to right. ask. And if I hear back from them, I know I'm going to hear something valuable, even if it's, even if the mentorship that I get from them is just their reply and nothing else. So it's worth me reaching out. So that's what I'd say to everyone. What a way to end. We all just need to at least ask. That's so good. Thank you, Ronnie, Al, Dan, episode of Just Gold. Thank you for sharing your insights, experiences, and our hope is that this supports others to be mentors and mentees in their own lives. Thank you all, and we'll see you soon. What a wrap. Ask ask and then let's ask some more without expectation and let's see what comes we've discussed how we can take what we are ready to receive in the present and if we are not ready to receive advice in the present we can ask ourselves to consider why is it not healthy advice or are we not ready internally 
both are okay, but knowing is everything. Let's lean into the practice of asking without expectation because it frees us up to continue to ask and to continue to give. Such is life always, isn't it? Because timing is everything. Whether we are able to hear it now or truly hear it decades later, or whether someone can mentor now or later, may we stay open and stay interested in understanding and strengthening our own growth gaps. And may we support others in the same. Thank you for being here. To see highlights from this conversation and more, visit the 100 Creatives website at www.100cameras.org backslash podcast. Until soon. Until soon.